we're going to introduce our next beer. Cool. So this one is from Masthead. It is the Oktoberfest. Quote, a malt-forward German lager brewed for the fall festival season. Only the finest German malt and hops are used to produce a sessionable yet flavorful lager that will make you think you are standing on a table dressed in Lederhosen or Dirndl. Swinging a Bierstein in Munich. Prost! It says an ABV of 5.7 and IBU of 24%. Here we go. So far, so far, it's it's definitely heady. It's it's way heady. Seems to be the same, almost the same. Hue same as the thing. Last not one. not a lot of nose, like the last one. A little bit. It definitely has a, a frothiness to it. Ooh, that is smooth though. It has a nice amber. Nice amber. It's smoother than the last one too. And it's nice and clear. Yeah, it is a little smoother. Slightly less hoppy. Yeah, less hoppy for sure. Yeah. This definitely like tastes more of a Belgian to me. This may be one of the first times in my life I've actually had yeah. a shot of beer today. Tonight <laughs> was my first time having shots of beer. I'm, not, I'm trying not to drink. <laughs> but, man, that is really good. It is a good beer. Yeah. It's it's full-bodied, definitely, but it's not so full-bodied that it's not enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's less hoppy and less sweet, though. The other first one had a, a real sweetness to it. Mm, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, like it says, it's definitely sessionable, right? Yes. <laughs> That's very good. And so I guess I'm not being a good skeptic, but I'm uh, I, I'm because I believe in a higher power. Well, I'm a, just not sure in Jesus. So to, I guess I am a skeptic. To a, mm-hmm. to a degree, you are. Right. You're being a spiritualist without being a Christian. That's what it probably is. It's probably what I mm-hmm. kind of went back to, and that's why I'm calling it a a religious. Experience. Well, not experience, but it's, it's crisis. It's a crisis, crisis of, of faith. faith. It's a crisis yeah. of faith. I can agree is. with that 100%, man. To, to answer Yahweh, that's actually the contraction of I am that I am. I am that I am. I've yeah. heard that before. So it's actually okay. the contraction of that from Hebrew, which is the, you know, the Y-H-V-H or Y-H-W-H. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually the contraction pronounced Yahweh, but okay. it's I am that I am. If we go back to Christ on the cross and that whole... Uh, and that whole subject, I, I think that the Pharisees at the time and the, the Jewish leaders at the time, and and even some of the Roman authorities had every incentive to make sure that the, that he was dead. You see, I'm glad you bring this up because that brings us to this to us our next talking point. So <laughs> I, I I think that that they had, especially the religious uh, leaders at the Jewish religious leaders, they wanted to make sure he was dead. Oh yeah. I don't think that there was a. Me personally, a chance that they would have not known that one thousand percent, yeah, and then leave. You know, I just I can't see that happening. So, I have, he, he wasn't the Messiah they wanted. They wanted right? oh, no. all that they wanted, just to not make sure he was dead. They, he yeah. was not the Messiah they wanted. They wanted the guy in armor on the war horse. They wanted Solomon. Yeah, he was not Solomon. <laughs> I have seven talking points for us. So here's one. Here's Sean. <laughs> here's one. Without the physical resurrection, 2,000 years of history are left begging for explanation. Like a movie missing a key scene, no other event in all recorded history has reached so far across national, ethnic, religious, linguistic, cultural, political, and geographic borders. The message spread with unreasonable success across the world. During just the first 
few thousand centuries has spread without political or military power, prevailing against the ruthless efforts of dedicated, organized, and violent opposition. How did a small band of disempowered Jews in an unoccupied and insignificant territory of ancient Rome accomplish this un unequaled act? What happened so many years ago that reframed all human history? By the way, this is uh, an article I'm bringing up. His, this is talking points that he has in the article. This is actually a scientist. Okay. And a medical practitioner. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so, so these, these, these questions were framed by him. Okay. So... Hmm. So I, we can't I, really question them. We can. Well, it's like we, I don't we can, have that level of education. We can give. <laughs> well, speaking of that, since we just met today, right? Have you read any of the Bible or? Oh yes, how, yes. Like, um, and this is one of the things I here's. I'm gonna give this example because I heard the. I just was I was smiling so much last night when I heard the Middle Earth. The Middle Earth analogy. Reference, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I had an allergy about D and D. Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and the Bible, and wizards in, in, in Dungeons and Dragons and wizards in you know like Lord of the Rings, just wizards, right? Uh -huh. Also called mages, they have to study their spells, and many times if they try to cast a spell that's beyond them, they, they can destroy themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to actually get these. While they're reading, it's hard for them to. It takes a while for the spell to actually start making sense to them. So the way I looked at the Bible, because I've had, I've had scriptures read to me when I was going through Sunday school and, and in church here and there, and then I would read some myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I worked in a prison, so I would, I would open the Bible up and I'd just be, boom. Yeah. Let me see what these guys are fighting about. Mm -hmm. Let me see what, the, and, I, and I don't mind them arguing about this. They need to have church in there, right? But I want to see, in case I have to break up the fight, at least know what I know what it's about, right? So I'll read it. I was like, oh, wow. If it wasn't. And you send me a Bible app I have on my phone. That's awesome because you can read uh, the actual scripture, mm -hmm. and then it gives you like almost layman's terms yeah. on what it's saying. Which, By the way, that's the Faith Life Study Bible. It's fantastic. Go ahead. Yes, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I I would read. I would open up, and because a lot of times it didn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like a beginner Bible. I was like, I'm thinking this is something you study over a lifetime before it finally starts making sense. Where you you know, you'll go over a scripture with how many people before you, you get these different, ah, yeah, you know what, maybe that is, okay? And, and man has this thing where we can kind of uh, twist anything we want to meet any agenda we're trying to create. I've seen this happen in just real world everything else all the time, right? So I just would open up and, and read. So one day, I uh, going back to my stepdad, this is a story I told crew um, when we talked for three hours that one night. Um, <laughs> I can't, the reason why I can't totally say in my spiritual awakening, I can't just totally say no to Christianity or no to religious, religion in general. My stepdad was a very non-talkative person. He never talked on the phone. Mm -hmm. If I called, he'd be like, hold on, let me get your mother. That's it. That'd be the end. Like, no hi. And I'm with him in person. We had no problems. He's great. He's not a phone guy. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere... He had uh, called me to warn me, his son that's been a cop for 24 years and uh, worked in some of the worst neighborhoods you can to just tell me about this bump and carjacking thing that was going on over in an area where I used to work. I'm the one person he wouldn't have to call to tell about that. So I don't know where he decided to call me. I'm like, wow. And then I'm sitting there and it hit me. 
right after he called me, or not right after he called me, I mean, I, I had just picked up the Bible, and this was a little prison inmate Bible that had been given him years ago, and he gave it to my daughter at her first communion. Hmm. This Bible had been sitting on my table for a year. One day I'm sitting there, and I'm having issues, and I, I look over at it, and I pick it up. I just flip it open and start reading, and I ended up flipping it to Matthew 18, I believe it is, where he had come across Peter and Paul throwing nets into the sea, and um, they, were, they were fishermen. And he, he said to them, come with me and I'll make you fishers of men. And that analogy, as I'm thinking about that analogy, it's like, okay, these were apostles. These were people who preached the word of God. And so as I'm contemplating, I'm like, hmm, okay. I, I set, the, set it down, he calls. I, like, I, yeah, I set it down because he called. And then he called, and I'm like, and I just sit there for a few minutes. What's he doing? It took a second to hit me. And, and this is just a coincidence. Maybe it's just a coincidence. I mean, it could be a coincidence that he never called me in his entire life. And every time I've called him, it's like, hold on, I'll get your mother. <laughs> but I just got done reading a, a, that passage, and then all of a sudden he calls me. And I got all these other supernatural type things going on, and I'm starting to wonder, wow, I am not the person God wants preaching his word. There's no doubt in my mind. But maybe he wants me telling what I have seen hmm. from a layman person's, an unstudied person's. I'm not a Michael Heiser. I'm not even know I'm, I'm none of you guys. So I, I'm, the reason why I started keeping evidence is because, I'm glad I started keeping it back in 04, actually, is because I have no other way of putting it if I, don't, if I can't show it with that. People think I'm nuts. I mean, they would think, well, I know a guy who he was on my Facebook page, one of the most educated men in the world. He's 70 years old. He was raised with a Catholic father in 1956, in the 50s, I should say, um, Irish Catholic in the 50s. And to this day, because of his experience with religion, he thinks that um, religious people have, is a mental illness to him. It's the mm. people religious, have, they're mentally ill. And he had called me out on a couple of things, and we went back and forth on my page, and, and I ended up liking him. He ended up liking me, and I read his book, and... Maybe I need to have a talk with a guy like him. Tell him, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not any religion, but there is a God. You better check yourself. You're 70. There's something going on. Maybe it's for some reason like that. I have no clue. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. And that's how I could be taken, and I could be completely wrong. But that was just that was weird to me. That's just a weird thing. Well, the first thing I have to say to that is that the wizards of D&D &D and the wizards of Lord of the Rings are not the same. They're not the same, right? <laughs> so, and here, at, let, me, let me explain. I'm going to geek out on you here for a second, okay? So, I don't know if anybody can relate, but when I hear that, I just think that it's so sad that somebody thinks that the wizards of D&D &D are the same as the ones in Lord of the Rings. Because, because in D&D... You are wizards who slowly practice your craft, right? right? You slowly learn the spells, and you you eventually you go up in the rank, and you learn, you, you, you right? You right. level up, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you level right, up, right? right? That's not what the wizards are inside Lord of the Rings. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not even human, and that's oh, what really? few people don't realize. I didn't know that about that. The wizards of Lord of the Ring aren't human. They're Maiar. They're actually many things tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, Lord, the Lords of the Ring in Lord of the Rings, the they're only wizards by name. They're actually Maiar. They're the first spirits that came to Earth that took human form to assist mankind. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I am a geek. I know that. So mm. do you read on. Forgotten Realms? 
I, I haven't, no. You haven't read Forgotten Realms? No. Get into Forgotten Realms. they got a lot of wizards <laughs> in Forgotten Realms, too. It's the same same kind of but, ethos. But, but, but wizards are not truly wizards. But in, but in, Lord, but, but in Forgotten Realms, <laughs> they are, except for these chosen of Mistra, who's this in goddess fact, of magic, and they don't have to work for their in powers. In fact, you could say that the Lord of the Rings, the wizards in there would be representative of what we know in the real world as the Watchers. Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Because there are good ones and there are bad ones, and they interfere with each other. So right. you could take that away, take it however you want. But <laughs> You know something else? I, I, I disagree with a lot of people what they say, because you just made me think of that when you said the Watchers, that uh, you know, if there was a God, he wouldn't let this happen or he wouldn't let that happen. And I've always disagreed with that because that goes against free will. I mean, to me, I don't think God wants people to... Well, maybe Old Testament God did. You guys have had a lot of cool shows. I'm just going to tell you. I've listened to a lot of your shows. <laughs> Thank you. And some of the back and forth between the Old Testament and New And that was the, that was the cool thing about Jesus that I do like. Is he, he, he took away some of that brimstone and fire yeah. and, and brought a little bit of almost yeah. Taoism to, to, yeah. to Christianity is what it seems like. Mike would disagree. What's that? I said Mike would disagree. Okay. All right. That's cool. Disagree, man. That's great. Disagree because I'm... I, I, you know, but, but you're right. There is a, I, there's a big change in how the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. Uh, is there? A, to, yeah, there to, is. To, that was to, like a thor- is absolute, there to, yeah. to, to 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 vouch for Mike on this one. Um, that was a whole other episode. The new the New Testament. <laughs> My bad. You're, you're talking about what forty years? Okay, one lifetime. In the Old Testament, you're talking about 1,800 years. So a lot can happen across 1,800 years. I see see your point. But do we even need, at that point, do we even need a a New Testament to be a Christian then? Well, yeah. Because that's the New Covenant. So I'm saying if we had, if we didn't have the New Testament, would we have become followers of Christ if just the Old Testament? Hmm. It's a good question. I, I love the posing of that question. That opens up a lot of other questions. My uh, argument <laughs> is that if we followed the Old Testament, we would be acting the, the way the government still acts today. Right. Endless wars, chasing terrorists, supposedly it's what we're told. And we'd probably all be flat earth Hebrew roots people. Oh, <laughs> in debt. No. No, 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 no. Oh, you guys have me rolling on the flat earth stuff, too. Yeah, uh, Michael Heiser had we me haven't rolling. Even done Dr. Heiser. I don't episode know. on that yet. That's, that's uh, yeah. a full-fledged Oh, I'm still working on that. That's so that we have to. If, if we get what I want, that may be our top episode ever, <laughs> if we get what I want. I'm still working behind the scenes on that, and there's, there's actually two guests I went in on that, so we'll... We'll discuss that. Yeah, but, really but, but to this. your point, Dan, I mean, there. Uh, I think most people, whether they're religious or not, there comes a point where they say, "Wow, the New Testament is completely different than the old." In terms of how, if Jesus... you're not well studied, like you're so well studied, because I remember something else you told me that I was like, "Wow," it was something that Jesus was actually mentioned in the Old Testament. What was that about? Oh, across you told the me Old that? Testament, he is the angel of Yahweh. Okay. All right. Yeah. We don't so... fully all agree on that. All right, and that's you know, those are the types of things that. I would need to, to listen to Pete and read myself, okay? Well, I have a five-hour presentation I'll send you. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I'm a former Marine. And I got a 60-minute I'm only averse to math. I will read. <laughs> okay. So um, I, I will read. Well, actually, that's the reason why I asked you what parts you've read, because I know um, my journey was I was raised Catholic, but then I, I, I love science, and I, I kind of created my own God for a while. 
Okay. And I decided, all right, I'm just going to read from cover to cover. And I know the order that the deity of Jesus hit me was first in Isaiah. So I was in the Old Testament, and I was reading through Isaiah. I don't know if you ever read it, but he gives God hands down this description of Jesus that is like, you know, thousands of years before Jesus talking about his appearance and, and how people aren't really going to gravitate because of certain reasons and how he's going to suffer and how he's going to die. I, I've got a skeptical question on okay, that. Okay, okay. So everybody in, in uh, you know, B.C. would have read, I mean, that you said thousands of years, the mm -hmm. Old Testament. Right. So everybody who would read that, mm -hmm. that's why you had so many Christs maybe at one point. Is I'm, that, was that, I'm, I'm glad you bring this up. This that's is, a great point. This is our next talking point. So part two. With dates established by radiometric analysis... Prophecies from centuries before Jesus' birth predicts his life, death, and resurrection. The great scientist Blaise Pascal identifies this as the tangible proof for people who want evidence that God exists. These prophecies include specific details that Jesus and his followers would not or could not control. For example, before the Romans invented crucifixion, Psalm 22:16 described the piercing of Jesus' hands and feet. Isaiah 53 is a particularly important prophecy that lays out the story of Jesus and the meaning of the resurrection. Is this evidence of an intelligence outside our time confirming Jesus' authority? I mean, that's, that's where I started saying, because my crisis was, all right, is Jesus God? And where does the Bible actually say that? You that's know? where I'm... Right. Yes, that's exactly And so I, it's hard to, to see it, but then when I read that, I was like, oh my goodness. I was on a plane, and I'm just thinking, this is it, you know? This is... <laughs> and to your point of, you know, did other people that claimed to be the Messiah, well, no, they didn't They didn't really follow, they didn't try to, like, fit into that description a lot. Um, well, so we, we still don't have their writings. I mean, nothing, right. nothing exists right. from them. And yeah. to your point, being unstudied, well, Peter... Was discovered on a boat. They were not educated. Most people didn't, you know, educate themselves in this. So. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a good point, Mike. Because yeah. yeah. uh, if I were to picture Peter a little bit, he would remind me of you, Dan, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, your personality. Yeah, and right. actually, so, don't. I guess I get goosebumps. That's kind of a cool thing. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and actually, uh, to your to your point, Gumby, um, it's known that both Peter and Paul had an amanuensis. So. Wait, they were, you just went they right see over dead that people? word. What was that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I told you. And Emmanuel's Aaron. Come on. And Emmanuel's is the way who takes down dictation. So that's so. a six-syllable word. Probably <laughs> we'll put that up at the top of our chart keeping, I'm you know. Start playing Facebook word. <laughs> Aaron for the win. Six <laughs> syllables. Yeah, they um they, they would take down dictation for you. That's actually that's if you look at for example, a, in the New Testament, there's a good example of this. If we go to 1 and 2 Peter, 1 Peter is actually written beautifully. Okay. 2 Peter is not written well at all. Okay. So many scholars believe that 1 Peter was actually written by his amanuensis, and that 2 Peter, because of who he was, was written by him. So, hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. to, I, I guess to the argument that Christ... Jesus, as we know as Christians today, was referenced throughout the Old Testament. I still feel like that's a matter of interpretation um, and a bit of conjecture because 
I think, you know, if, a, uh, you know, my point is, is that a stream never rises higher than its source. Hmm. The source of those writings are Jewish, are they not? Well, I, I would say... As we know it today, right? I would say the source yeah. of the writings okay. would be Yahweh. We would say that the, the, written by Jewish people. Right, right. The Jewish people as a whole, you know, Judaism, do not accept Jesus. At all. Right? right. No. So they could, they could interpret it as anyone being their Messiah, which I believe is the, what they do today. They make the Messiah who they want to be the Messiah, whether it's their current prime minister, because he's doing what they want the Jewish people to do. He's doing what King Solomon did. He is their Messiah today. Some, there's a lot of countries doing that. There's some could argue, yeah, some, are, some could argue that the Jewish people as a whole themselves are their own Messiah today because they act as one organism, no matter where they are. So my, my point is, is that we look back and we want to see Jesus in that, don't we? I don't. I mean, for, for me... We do. It, we do want to see it. When I was we, looking we, for it. When, yeah, when we look back, we want to see Jesus in the Old Testament. Oh, the Old Testament. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But, yes. but Jewish people looked at their Old Testament and they're like, don't you dare put Jesus in my Old Testament. That's what you were saying. That's what you were saying. Jewish people are, are offended if you put Jesus in their Old Testament. They do not want him there. We put him there, and we accept it as that. Right. So that's, that's for me, the big rub that but exists. That's, yeah. that's why Peter and Paul, collectively both, uh, Peter and Paul both pushed it to the Gentiles because it was no longer a Jewish gospel. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Hmm. But again, today, Jewish people and rabbis today will not accept that. There is no New Testament. Speaking of Jesus, talking point three, Jesus was a real person in history who died. Several manuscripts from multiple sources, including Jewish historians, describe a man named Jesus who lived and was executed. Specific details reported about his execution confirm blood and water spilled from a spear wound, mm. spear of destiny, in his side. He really died and was not merely unconscious. And that's, and that's secular... That's and that's Jewish, and that's Christian. Yeah, I would have to agree. There's so then we got that he's really dead. Yeah. And that oh. anybody that was gonna try to steal his body was gonna have to do so through. Exactly. Yeah. There's no way Rome would not let that yeah. go uncovered. Right. They were gonna dot every I and cross every T. Yeah. Something that that brought me and him together, which actually, because I'm a very um, reclusive person most of the time i've told you this you, you know this you've been a patient guy actually um and i, I was going to try to find it on, on 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 the facebook page back in november of 2016 it might have been november 1st okay um see i got the analytical mind i keep dates in my head and stuff i'll i'll know you guys forever by your faces too even if i don't know i mean that's just how i am but the psychic reading I got back in December 2014, again, another psychic reading, same lady. She had said that, you know, my dad was with me. And, and she described him. I'm like, holy crap, I got goosebumps when she did. She doesn't know him. And how did she know he died? She said somebody who died, and she described him. Okay. And she told me he had this connection to wolves, dogs, coyotes, something like that. And then he left me something, or I would also see a sign later on from him that, that means something. And I did find a picture of him, like, 17 years old, this huge German shepherd, you know, that he probably wanted me to have. It was in his chest and stuff. 
That's cool. And that ain't the thing. But he, when I had met him, we'd been friends on Facebook maybe, oh, I don't know, three days, four yeah. days. All of a sudden, he puts up this hauntingly beautiful sound of a whole chorus of woofs. <laughs> a whole chorus of woofs uh, singing and howling. And, and again, at first it didn't hit me. I didn't even pay no attention to it. But then, you know, about, about a minute or two into it, I'm like, wait a minute. Holy cow. And then I knew we had had a talk already. So here I was, and I had even told him that night, you know, God has put more than one, and I, and I used a, a bad word, but more than one, just say tough guy, in my path who was also very pious, also very religious. And I'm like, I think that's been done for a reason, too. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that. Again, is that is there magic to that? Is that just a coincidence? Or is that just another wow. synchronicity that's happening in a bunch of synchronicities that lead me to believe it's circumstantial, but man, I'm going to have that as part of my little evidence. That's one of them anyways. Well, it's, you yeah. know. Magic is just the unexplained. Yeah, it's basically, yeah. you know, it's, it's really, like, have you ever had, and this is way before Facebook, way before Facebook, um, you ever had, you know, you get a call from somebody, and you're like, holy cow, you know, I was just thinking about you today. Wow, I haven't talked to you forever. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I've done that. I've played games like that, and See, I've had people call me when I've done that. See, it's funny you say that. Once again, it goes into our talking points. You're talking point four. Okay. <laughs> and we my, didn't play on this either. See that? And, wow. And, and, and Mike will appreciate this. <laughs> the early accounts of the resurrection and prophecies predicting it were reliably transmitted throughout history. As of 2014, more than 66,000 early manuscripts are known, orders of magnitude more than other ancient texts. Many are carbon-dated to before Jesus' time on earth and the first few centuries after, we see accounts nearly unaltered in the earliest manuscripts. A pattern of consistency emerges. There are variations in the manuscripts, but nothing invalidates the reliability of the resurrection accounts. Well, uh, well let me <laughs> I'm just say, like, if you're going to do outreaches like this one person at a time... You know, um, for me, you're, you're making me want to actually do something I've never done before and to actually pick up the Bible and read it from cover to cover and not just open it up and start trying to... Maybe I'll do it with the app you sent me because I still haven't done that. And I got the app to give me the layman's version of everything too. Great reference material. But see, I still think I need to be set, be with someone who's studied who can still interpret interpret certain things because if you've done a lot of digging and it sounds like all you guys have, you're going to get different people's versions of yeah. any given scripture. Yeah. And then you got to come up with a consensus of what is the most plausible, what you believe. Because at the end of the day, it's got to be in your own belief. And then maybe Jesus is the, you know, the, the Son of Man, the Son of God. Uh, maybe he is, but we're going to all argue over how is he. I mean, that's what I just keep seeing. And, yeah. and I think that's what's driving so many people into talking about when they will actually say the word Christ, they make sure they say Christ consciousness. They don't want to be religious or attached to any religion's faith at all because of the, the stigma of yeah, agreed of, of the the violence that's been throughout history and still yeah. still goes on. I mean, my stepdad was so angry the other day. I mean, I was like, see, that's why we've had the problems we've had, yeah. and that's not what I wanted to even talk about. And I was like, no, that's cool. And then I left it alone. And finally, he was like, well, well, what do you believe? And, I, and then I threw my stuff at him. And he he was he didn't say nothing. He was cool with it because well, what are you gonna do? Humans are human, and we're going to do human things no matter what. I mean, you had uh, you had a Buddhist monk walk in and cut the uh, cut the heads off of another monk and his lover because he found them inside the temple having relations. Right. I mean, you're going to have things like, well, we see happening in the Catholic Church now. Human change of um, mankind. And you're going to have things like where my background, where 
a lot charismatics did a lot of bad things to my family you know so um you're going to have that in every religion because right. we're all human or people in yeah. fact if you go outside of that there's many atheists who have gunned down an entire you know say school bus of children or into a restaurant or uh look no further than the bolshevik revolution uh, right right. <laughs> right so you're going to have that among every class of people because we're human sure yeah I mean, I, I had uh, I had one one guy try to take the moral high ground because of uh, hypocrisy of, of of religious people, and I and I had told him, and this was like a little online thing. He's never given me any more online battles because I could actually write about it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna be good. It's gonna be better than when I talk. I can actually think about it, reread it, <laughs> and, and fix it, and then make sure I put it out there. Right? I'm like, I'm not gonna surrender the moral high ground to anybody who's an atheist because I claim to be a Christian. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a terrible sinning Christian. And I, I'm, you know, I forgot, I think you wrote something that, you know, you're the worst sinner as far as you're concerned. Right? And, and yeah. so, yeah, I've been a rebel. I've been a hypocrite about a lot of things. That, that doesn't mean you're right about this. Right. That doesn't mean all Christians are all, anyone who believes in something good. If it brings you to something good, if it brings you to some kind of peace, it brings you better. That's why I'm willing to not... I don't think God wants us killing each other over who the Messiah is. Interpretations. And, uh, over right. the interpretations. Yeah. And I think that's a problem with mankind and ego it's, and, and uh, pride and envy and all these different things. Some of them were seven deadly sins anointed in, what, the year yeah. 600 by the uh, Pope? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem people are having, I think. And that's, it's kind of funny. So unflattering details brings us into the next talking point. <laughs> you are writing this as he speaks. Right, right? You're like right. typing this as he speaks. <laughs> well, this is what we did talk it's for three hours. I like wish. Three weeks ago, I wish I could. Wow, I wish I could. this is crazy. Okay. So <laughs> accounts of the resurrection include inconvenient and unflattering details that make most sense as attempts to reliably record what had happened free from embellishment. They do not fit expectations of a fabricated account. For example, women are the first witnesses of the resurrection. In a culture that did not admit the testimony of a woman as valid evidence in court, this detail is surprising. Likewise, all the disciples, the leaders of the early church, flee as cowards when Jesus is taken. Yeah. Those are not flattering. None of them. Especially, yeah. I, mean, I mean, look how... I mean, not not to make the early Jewish culture sound bad, but if you look at women in the early Jewish culture, it wasn't flattering. I mean, they they didn't have rights. Well, I mean, so. uh, how many references are there for fear of the Jews in the Bible? They they certainly had clout, oh, even yeah. with the Roman Empire. And had it not been for their influence and saying no, give us Barabbas instead of Jesus. Yeah. And let his blood be on our generation's curse from here on out. Right. So, you know, I, I, I almost get the, the impression that you know, Pilate, like, no, I mean, Christ is the innocent person. What are you doing? Yeah. But no, because of their influence, they wanted Barabbas. Well, because Christ represented everything they hated. Exactly. Not only <laughs> that, but, I mean, so, like, very few people realize this, but when Christ was convicted and executed is when he stood before Caiaphas, right? Because what did he say? 
he tried to get him to speak and tried to get him to speak and Jesus remained silent until what did he say? He said, you will see me coming on the clouds. He, he came forward and called himself the cloud rider. That was a prophecy distinct to the book of Daniel as the son of man who would take the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So they came down so they hard on him. Blasphemy that he oh, thought yeah. he was. Oh, okay. yeah. Because that made him the second Yahweh of the prophecies. Remember we talked about the second Yahweh? Right, right. That means he's the second Yahweh. The one that has helped the first Yahweh throughout the Old Testament. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen the movie Avatar, so... I mean, it's almost like what well, he's the Avatar God uh, incarnate in, in human. You know, well, God wanted to have a human experience, or is he? A, there's questions on that too. I've heard them talked about briefly on the show. Is yeah. are they one and the same now, or are they actually two different? Uh, well, they, it depends what kind of math you're using. Right, I'm a marine. It's my math is so. <laughs> it, it, in the in the old traditions, that's we not say, true at all. I know it's not. It's not actually. I was it, a sniper, so it's, in yeah. the old traditions we call homoousius. Okay. Homoousius means of the same nature. So, in other words, um, they are not mm. the same nature. They they are not. We are a different nature because we are created beings, right? Right, right. And even the angels are created beings. Even the Beneha Elohim are created beings. Okay. So they would be homoousius of the same nature. Okay. So they sit outside of time, space, and out of material. So that arguably they are of the same nature, of the same material. The, okay. So, he was made godlike, basically. So in other words, they are the same being because they're outside of what we understand of being. Okay. So. But he was fully human and fully God. So it's yeah. almost, for me, it's impossible to comprehend. I just swallow that pill. <laughs> well, I, well the, the thing that a lot of people say, well, if I knew I was God, I, I'd get crucified. I wouldn't care. And I'm like, man, I disagree. Because there had to be a moment, some moments in there, where he had to, this is me not being a good skeptic either, but this is from some of the things I read where, where he, he resisted Lucifer right. in the desert. Again, that could just be a story. That you know, somebody could have been they, they ate a mushroom they shouldn't have or something. And you know, I mean, sometimes you know, but there got there there had to have been a point where you're going through that. And I know your body will go into shock. I've been in a lot of pain. Pain's been my friend for many years now. But you can get me to say almost anything if you're torturing me. Like I, I tried oh, yeah. to tell my stepdad got really angry at. You know, John McCain, he had no love for John McCain at, you know, at his funeral. I'm like, man, that guy went to war. Yeah. I don't care what his politics are. He, he was, he stayed a prisoner for somebody. I was like, you know, my garage in there is awesome. This is what I was telling my stepdad. My garage is awesome. I got a refrigerator in there. I got, you know, some weights. I got, I got, a, I got a couch I could lay on. It's, yeah. it's not torture. Stick me in there for five years and tell me I can't leave. All of a sudden, it's a prison. Now, he was actually being tortured. Because he was trying to make an argument that torture helps get you credible information. I'm saying it doesn't. If you want to tell me the sky is blue on Mars, if you want me to say that, and you're st sticking nails through my hands, get you. I agree. Well, it yeah. will not get you credible no. stuff. It's funny you say this because that brings us to, ne to our next next talking point. It does. It's like it right. It's like it writes itself. Although I will say that Avatar is nothing more than Pocahontas. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> it is, it is. You, you have Pocahontas, you've got John Smith. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> After, <laughs> ah, I just opened your eyes, didn't I? <laughs> so, I disagree, but let's go. You can, but, you know, 
We could do a whole podcast on that one. Um, <laughs> after Jesus' violent death, his followers were frightened and scattered. Then something happened that grew. A strong, bold, confident belief that resisted sustained murderous opposition. Unlike other movements with executed leaders, once they came back together, they did not replace Jesus with one of his own family members. Their resistance was entirely nonviolent and devoid of political power. Yet, they were all suddenly willing to die for what they saw. What changed them? Why was there not evidence at the time to undermine their belief? What convinced them that Jesus was inconceivably greater than his family? More than just a fact about our past, the resurrection creates a connection to God that is perceived by people from all times, cultures, socioeconomic statuses, personalities, and mental capacities across the last 2,000 years of history. Its reach includes some of the most famous scientists, Blaise Pascal, Johann Kepler, Robert Boyle, Gregor Mandel, Asa Gray, Michael Faraday, James Maxwell, Santiago Ramon y Cajal, and Francis Collins. Is this unmatched, reached, and influenced a sign of a living God working His purpose? In history? Yes. <laughs> hmm. I, you know, I, I had a thought of um, a lot of times, you know, I'm, like, I'm writing one book, I'm writing another one, and it's like, hey, what's the purpose of my life? Like, it's, what's, the pr- what's, what's the purpose? And all of a sudden I said to myself, well, isn't that an egotistical thought? Maybe there is no purpose. I don't have to have a purpose. Maybe my purpose is... God wants me to enjoy what's in front of me. And half the time, I'm such in a rush, like everybody, to that next thing, because that next moment should be, has to obviously be more important than this moment. And I can tell you right now, in the last hour and a half, I don't know how long this has been, but it's gone by really, really quick. And I've been totally living in the moment and have enjoyed uh, the heck out of it. Oh, it's been great having so you So it's, uh, yeah. it's, that's my final stage, is like living in the moment's great. And that's what I've done the last hour and a half, two hours, two hours, whatever it's been. Well, nice. if that's your final thoughts, we'll hit the final thoughts of the scientist. Cool. <laughs> he, has three, he has three final points on it. The resurrection is God's direct supernatural action in a specific physical event in history. The obvious finality of physical death serves to highlight the role of God in this moment. We never consider God's actions in science, so we cannot even ask the question without opening our minds to things beyond science. Two, The entire Christian faith hinges on the physical resurrection of Jesus, but no resurrection mechanism for science to study is proposed. As a mechanism-free, singular event that defines all natural laws, we are well outside science's ability to educate facts and understand evidence. 3. The question of the resurrection is more like an opportunity to fall in love than a scientific inquiry. There's evidence, but the resurrection cannot be studied dispassionately. If Jesus really rose from the dead, it reorders everything. Just like falling in love, it changes our view of the world. The final verdict for me is that the resurrection makes sense through the lens of history. I find the creator of all that science studies comes to us in this way. The evidence is compelling, but not definitive. Faith in Jesus is reasonable and is certainly not without evidence. So, we are left with an invitation. Will we to believe? Will we be curious? 
will we respond with trust? That is Dr. S. Joshua Swamadas, MD, PhD. Mm. Well, if I were George tonight, <laughs> I would hear George saying something like, would that have to be a material thing? What if Jesus' resurrection and every miracle was meant to be symbolic versus actual? He's like, because I remember it, George saying once, I mean, he's like, it is physically impossible in our real world today for any man to die and come back again or to raise a dead man to life. That's, so, uh, well, what's, what's clinically dead considered but when the heart stops? But in, in the big picture, what's more important, us doing that spiritually, i.e. symbolically, or just physically? Good Did question. <laughs> well, if, you're, if, we're, if, if, you, if you believe in a higher power, you should be open to anything supernatural. Because there's no there's no other way beyond, or at least a science that's way beyond our understanding, you know, and that gets into I guess um, Scientology and stuff like that. But in either case, uh, they're a lot above, they're high, much higher above us. And if that mm. is God, it's it, it could still be the same thing. I mean, I don't know. I've I've heard that debunked like really quick in five minutes by Doctor Heiser on here, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to your point earlier, Aaron. You know, when Jesus said that greater things you will do, I can't think of things much greater, you know, at least in the material sense in our world that, man. Bringing someone back to life. You know, if I lost any one of my kids or someone so close and I had some kind of physical power to resurrect them, you know, who who wouldn't, at least a part of them, wouldn't want to bring them back? You know what I mean? Take them someplace to try. Yeah, yeah, I get or that. something like that. I get that point of view, but going back to the Lady of Guadalupe, uh, you're talking of go, going back to that miracle. You're talking about not one or two people that experienced the miracle. You're talking about millions, millions, three thousand a day, millions, and countless miracles that happened across, you know, generations. So, I see that. I, mean, I would definitely say that was a step above what Jesus could do in his lifetime. Wow, okay. Well, what about the Lady of Fatima? Some of that, some of that. I, Is that like a whole other episode? That's, or? Yeah, I, w- I would like to do like an episode on a couple of those. I'd, I'd like to actually sandwich those and go into more detail on both the Lady of Guadalupe and the Lady of Fatima. Okay. There's, there's, there's actually three Marian apparitions at, that I would like to cover. At, it's already in my list. Healing on Water a, on of a future one. Is there something that's to that? the third one? That's the third one. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I yeah. know main things. Yeah, All right. yeah. I mean, I know some main things, obviously, but I don't. Yeah. I'm not like detailed like I, how you guys. I would are. like to cover the Marian apparitions in a, in a, one of its own episodes. Okay. So that'd be a cool we one to that, to. that's actually on the list. Cool. So yeah. <laughs> that'd be a cool one to listen to. And and and, and to to quickly answer. Uh, uh, briefly, because we're going to go into details this later, and I'm actually writing a fairly detailed article, which is becoming longer than an article right now, uh, <laughs> uh, on this, because um, I get so many Protestants, even my own family members, who are like, oh, "Yeah, but Mary? Why not Jesus? Why not etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Why not?" Because they're they're afraid of the whole idol thing and worshiping other people and it's got nothing to do with worship. And I'm gonna give you a quick brief idea of where I'm going with with my with my idea on this. Go back to the book of Daniel. 
go back to chapter 4 and read that. I believe it's around verse 13. When the watcher appears to Daniel. And he gives him a decree. And says that he has to do this thing. But he says this is by the decree of the watchers. Not by God. He said this is by the decree of the watchers. There's a reason for that. I'm going to go into far more detail in the article I'm writing. It's taking me longer than I should because I work too much. But <laughs> You're busy. You um, are a busy guy, man. It's, it's, it's insane. It's... But there's a reason why he, when he says that, he says this is by the decree of the watchers. Not by God, but by the watchers. And it was still a holy decree. See, that's, this is what's so. amazing to me throughout my life. I'm, again, I'm not well studied, but I've, I've, I've been in masses, a lot of Catholic masses. They're mm-hmm. very long. I've been in, and that's okay, you know, sometimes I'm not able to quite follow. I've never once heard the word watchers, Elohim, anything that comes from the book of Enoch, Mm -hmm. anything about giants. Right. Anything about, you know, and I had my own thing on that. Ten years ago, someone started asking me about, uh, you know, wars and this and that. Like, man has no empathy for the fellow man, and we have to demonize and dehumanize somebody in order to kill him. Why do you think we've got orcs in Middle Earth, and why do we think we've got zombies? Because they're humanoids, and it's okay to kill them, so they... You know, we don't have to, like, leaflet areas anymore. We can just Facebook people with propaganda. Yes. <laughs> or whatever. But, <laughs> but to make another Lord of the Rings reference, how did you get a Yurukai? Well, they were elves that were... Crossbred with orcs. That's true. Okay, crossbred with orcs. Sounds kind of like the Nephilim. Well, it does. <laughs> it does. But there was, there was some, like, and, and this was just going on last, was it last night's? No, 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 this wasn't last night's. But there was a nice, you guys had a real nice debate in here about that on one of your yeah. shows. And I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, this is awesome. Like, I wish I was there for that one. Because I was saying that kind of stuff 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, uh, he's an orc. It he's is a ra- humanoid orc. I can... It is rather convenient. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's what, you know, all right, so it was you that were saying that then. <laughs> sure I, it was. I heard the voice. It was rather <laughs> convenient for that. Yeah, exactly. That's why we is. called the Vietnamese Charlie. That's why we've got all these uh, racial epithets that we can do to try to somehow down somebody in our eyes and elevate ourselves for our team. This is something I've said on the show before. Though. It's, it's one of the last threads that I'm clinging to for the Old Testament. I kind of want it to be true. Maybe they weren't human. Maybe they were demons, half demons, half whatever. You know, because... Uh, Otherwise, we can go into whole other shows. Here, yeah, I got we, really and, interested and, in like the giants. Like they've uncovered, that. they've uncovered like thirty foot and, skeleton supposedly. And, and that seen. We'll we'll dig into that one in another episode because there's a ton we can go into that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pun yeah. There there will be another episode on this one because there is so much stuff out there and cross referencing, not just inside the Bible, but there's cross references. We'll bring all of that into a future episode. Okay, um, it's fascinating stuff. Um, in a future episode, definitely not tonight, because that would take us into the two, three, four hours. We just don't have enough beer. So, right, <laughs> and we're running low right now. I'm on suds. <laughs> so, any final thoughts, Mike? I you're, you're actually, quiet. Yeah. <laughs> we covered so much girth, you know, like we didn't really. <laughs> That's partly my fault because I've listened to so many shows, so I'd start bringing up other things that probably weren't exactly about what we were going to talk about tonight, but. I'm kind of a fan. That's all right. Cool, I cool. wanted to. Aaron keeps us on track. It's all right. Yeah, he has yeah, to pull us all back in. Yeah, yeah I've heard that on another show, so I figured I'd be okay. Right, I'm just glad I didn't uh, use more curse words. I'm very happy about that. 
because um, a lot of times when I'm speaking, uh, especially in public, if I'm at a range or something, sometimes uh, sometimes a tactically placed, well well placed f bomb will will get the crowd laughing and they'll remember it. Yep. Other times you'll offend a lot of people, so I got to be got to be careful. Mm. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I, just to expound on like the fact that a lot of the apostles they knew they were going to die and they didn't change their story, mm. but not only that. Um, Paul killed believers, you know, mm. before he became a believer. F- yeah, believer. So, you know, to me, it kind of blends in the resurrection and the miracles that you're, you're kind of looking for all into one because, you know, he was on a mission to kill people and Jesus appeared to him post resurrection, you know, and spoke to him and actually gave him a physical ailment, you know, blinded him. So he went through all of this to convert him to probably. The cornerstone of the church, you know, I mean, the, right. probably the, the person that reached out and built all these churches, and so he bosses. he had he just gave me, I just got goosebumps again. He had experienced something in his life that was so profound mm-hmm. that I'm, yeah. But that's the difference between you know all the if you take Christ and and the story of Christ and you take Muhammad and you take Buddha and you take all these other things, they they all have their uniqueness. But Christ is a solution to a lot of the, the questions and things like, like salvation and, and how can sinners get to, to God and things like that. The other religions don't have a solution, right? really. And, and I, don't, I don't really agree that humans are killing each other because, you know, I believe in Christ. I think humans are killing each other for other reasons like all kinds of reasons yeah that, yeah that's not it's the only economic. one territory. yeah it has nothing right. to do with i mean the vast majority of murders have nothing to do with uh religion actually uh, but yeah um i think this is what people who don't believe like to point out as their main thing and they're not wrong yeah about to, that there is death because of that but to, to mike's yeah. credit it's true i mean because you go to the to Buddha, and I, I was very much into the into the asian uh philosophies and religions for a long time um Buddha would never say that he was the way. Right. He would simply say that he was the one who pointed the way. And he did right. over and over again. Uh, right. And I, he left his religion because he didn't like, um, um, what's it called, idols being worshipped. And now you go to any Chinese restaurant or whatever and, and there's coins on Buddha statues, you know. It's like, wow, mm. that's crazy. You, you want to know what I'm just happy about? I was having <laughs> well, this discussion with it, somebody. It, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Before you hit that, right. and that's because actually a lot of Buddhists uh, actually have an animist background where they actually uh, worship the animal spirits and that of their ancestors. Mm. And so they, it was combined into Buddhism. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. What I was going to say is, is you being a martial artist and, and a coach and an instructor also and being a, a, a very devout religious man and, and a teacher, kind of in both because of everything you've studied, I'm just glad you don't teach in parables because <laughs> I, I had to talk to one guy and I told him, I've been in martial arts a long time. Like There's like a cool picture of me of actually kicking somebody mm-hmm. in the head in the book and some other things. I can't do that no more, but hey, at least I can look at the picture and get a like, picture. Yeah, yeah look at it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, so much for my ego, right? But uh, I had to tell this guy, man, when you start teaching in parables, I start thinking you're manipulating me and really don't want me to know whatever it is. I'd rather you just tell me directly what it is you're trying to get to, yeah. and you don't you don't teach in parables. You I, just teach. Yeah, That's I, what I dig. I, I tried to tell stories the way people understand. Right. And so if, so, if somebody understands a parable better, that's fine. Most people don't. So. Well, like if you make an analogy, <laughs> I get an analogy, and there's a difference. I yeah. can get an analogy, but yeah. if you start speaking in certain parables, like you want to point me to the 
I gotta find it myself. No, I don't have time to find it myself. I'm 47. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me what you want me to learn. What do you want me to do? Even Jesus' own parables, he said, was so that that the people that he was teaching would not be condemned. Wouldn't? Okay. Really? Yeah. Because if they understood that it would oh, be their, con, their own condemnation. Oh, because now you're making on purpose choices yeah. now. Yeah. Conscious choices to sin and not. So the, the parables was actually to protect them. It was to, to protect them. It's to yeah. the Eastern re religions defense. I mean, I, I don't even know if we can call them religions because they're not even like one of the three. They don't really view themselves as religions, do they? It depends. Most of them the, look at more, more philosophical. Right. Yeah, like like Taoism. And, and to this well, day, I still love Taoism. But yeah, like, go ahead. Like Gandhi, you know, said, he's like, I have no problem with Christians or Jesus. He's like, I have a problem with those who call themselves believers of him, but don't follow his teachings. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So it's, you know, and when I look specifically at Jesus' teachings, I agree with Gandhi 100%. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot of things I can even get political here, and that's why some people trip out on me, because I'm apolitical. I, I have, I don't run anything through a political filter. I've got, I've got right-wing things, I've got left-wing things. Yeah. You know, you, you cannot take refugees and refuse refugees needing humane aid, and, and if you don't do that, and you still call yourself a Christian, sorry, you're, or, or a good person. I mean, I, I, we can go on probably all night about certain things, and... Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of, you want to talk about hypocrisy in religion, there is none compared to politics. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right. wow, yeah. Uh, Gumby, final thoughts? To kind of echo what Mike was saying, that's, a, that's actually a really good thought. Because what Paul did and what the disciples did, knowingly, inevitably, was going to get them killed. Mm. And right. still did it. Wow. They still made the choice. They yeah. did. And individually, too. Yeah. So they couldn't support each other. It was all just one at a time. And nothing to gain from it. I, right. I think the religious powers, at the, the Jewish religious powers at the time, had to have understand what impact that would have on the future. Mm. At least until fast, 70 AD. How, how fast that would spread and the fear of that, yeah. knowing how that could spread, mm. was... That kind of bravery has been there throughout history with certain things. The firemen knowing before 9-11, some of us are going to die today. Yeah. And they ran up. But they did it for this cause greater than themselves. Right. And I think if, if that's what they did, and it was for a cause they believed that much in, and they weren't saving anybody, at least physically at that time, they felt like they were saving their souls, right? Right. And that's what this, the whole thing's about. Um, that's a whole other thing I can get into, but we went, we went final words already. I don't want to talk about that because I was going to talk about you know the, say, the concept of hell. Um, yeah, final, final words. <laughs> uh, final words is I, I wouldn't mind coming back on here. I'm definitely a fan, and I'll be listening to. to I have listened for the last year and a half. Awesome. Um, there are some episodes I've missed, but I'll catch up. Cool. I'll catch up. So I thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Our pleasure. Mike, have a good night. Gumby. Awesome. Nothing taboo over brew. Hoorah. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Godspeed. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, which is actually our main webpage now. And uh, we're expanding into other platforms like Anchor and such. Uh, we are now on Patreon, so please feel free to drop in and give us a donation. It will pay for our brews and our frothy speech. <laughs> Godspeed. Have a great night. <laughs>